0: Six months ago u.s special forces launched an assault killing bin khalid and his terrorist organization
1: six heroes who risked their lives to stop bin khalid from carrying out his
0: threat to attack this country
2: we're blown the whole squad what bin khalid's people found us
0: Welcome back to the 24 Faithful Podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers. I am your host, and I am joined by Joel Woods and Bradley Adams. And so I believe Bradley has made his way back to the UK. And so um, <laughs> so it's nice that he was now able I- to make his round trip around these unique places of the United States.
2: I don't know where I am today. Mark is, Mark is the keeper and the... The administrator <laughs> of all of my location information, and without him here, as you may have noticed, um, given the lack of his name in the intro, it means I have no idea where I am.
0: Oh no. Okay. Well, I was, I was hoping you made it back, but maybe, uh, maybe you got at, diverted. Actu-
1: actually, I took, uh, I took the liberty, you know, in Mark's absence.
0: Oh, and great! Bradley great. is
1: actually not in the UK today. He's on his way back to the UK, but he stopped at the airport um i guess he wanted some snacks or something but he's actually he's actually calling in today from beaver falls pennsylvania interesting looking airport, this <laughs> from
0: oh excellent stuff all right well today we are obviously not reviewing a recent episode as uh we are now about 5 weeks out after the finale has aired of uh of uh, 24 Legacy Season 1. Um, maybe we can continue calling it Season 1 for now. But um, And we are going to just kind of give some additional thoughts that we may have had since the last time we recorded as far as the season as a whole. And then we are also going to move forward and discuss what we think may be able to come in the future should and when Fox makes a decision on what they're going to do. So for now, let's go ahead and jump back to maybe our favorite things from 24 Legacy. And so, Joel, did you have something to start us off with?
1: Well, my favorite part, obviously, is the return of Tony Almeida. As, as school as his role was, it was good for me to see him back after, what's it What's it been, seven, eight years? Mm-hmm. So that was obviously a favorite of mine. But I also enjoyed, you know, there wasn't a lot of character development, but I enjoyed Corey Hawkins' Eric Carter, how he came into his own later in the season. At the first couple of episodes that he was in, you know, I was... He was okay, but I wasn't really feeling him as the lead role. But as the season progressed, he started to get more and more comfortable um, in that role. Went to where I started to enjoy him more and more um, as the mm-hmm. season went on. Um, I enjoy. I enjoyed his brother. He mm-hmm. is. <laughs> um, I enjoyed his brother. Um, I enjoyed... I didn't too much enjoy his wife because she just came off to me as annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she just came off to me as annoying. She's not Terry Bauer annoying, but, she, but she's close. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And... I didn't too much enjoy the villains, obviously. Um <laughs> we, we've our, Except we've, for that already, school teacher. For you. we've <laughs> already we've already Bradley's views on Jadala. so <laughs> yes. um and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed John Donovan. Um I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but as this, as he got more dialogue and as they gave him more material to work with <clears throat> It started to show more and more of, you know, Jimmy Smith's acting ability, because he wasn't given a lot of material the first half of the season. He was just kind of there, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, but the second half of the season, you know, they gave him more material to work with, and he started to show his 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 acting ability. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here
0: nor there. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree uh with with a lot of that. I, I think one of my favorite uh characters actually is Andy. Um I like mm. the I, I like the progression that his character had and there, there there's obviously a couple little things as far as um the 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 effects of the wounds that he inflicted and the um apparent mm. lack of um immobility that he had after the fact um, in the following episodes. But overall, I liked his character development of being able to grow as not just, uh, I guess what he's an analyst um, and just be able to, I mean, he obviously gained some field experience. And so it took Chloe a couple of seasons to be able to get that. And then, uh, and so I, I definitely liked his character, in addition to what you had already said.
1: He, he earns—he big points from, me, stabbed all the way through his leg, and then walking around like nothing was wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How about uh, how about you, Bradley?
2: I think I think Andy for what we got of him was good um aside from of course the superhuman healing abilities um i would have liked to see a lot more of his relationship with uh with Locke, and by extension a lot more of Locke, because that had the potential to be explored quite well and in the end it wasn't really it just it, they touched on it a couple of times when andy was going to sacrifice himself and then not much after that um, so that was disappointing. But on the whole, I thought Andy was good. Um, I'd agree. I thought Corey Hawkins is probably the major strength that this season had. He's not Kiefer Sutherland, but the show never asked him to be Kiefer Sutherland. The show didn't need him to be Kiefer Sutherland. It it needed him to be what he was, and I thought he was really good at that. Um, yeah. At times, the writing let him down, and I think that, that obviously we're going to come on to some issues, but... I think throughout Hawkins was was really good. He sold it. He made Eric an interesting and likable character. Um, he he was really the core strength of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You could see how Eric, you know, as the season progressed, you could see how the conflict of what was going on in the season was kind of weighing mm-hmm. on him a little bit. The 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 emotion behind some of his yeah. decisions uh, he wanted to go back to a normal life, but at the same time, he kind of missed the action. You saw the conflict of you know should I, do I really miss this or do I want to be you know just a, a regular nine to five husband? And you you kind of saw that conflict weigh on him as the season progressed, um, to the point where he realized that, just kind of like Jack Bauer realized early on that this is who he is, you know this is this is what he was, born. and <clears throat> had that conflict kind of weigh on him on him, his relationship with his wife, um, and his relationship with his brother. Um, you kind of you kind of saw that conflict weigh on him as the season progressed, and I thought he did a good job of not really letting on where he was leaning to until the last couple of episodes.
2: Yeah, definitely. He, he was very, very Jack Barron in that regard, and, and very enjoyable in the fact that you didn't ever really know where his heart was. Like. I think there was a lot of his actions that you could assume, okay, he's going to go back to CTU, but you never really knew, because obviously, he, like you said, he, he clearly loves his wife, he clearly wanted to try and help his brother, he clearly wanted to try and help CTU, and I, I like the ambiguity of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, there, there's definitely, I mean, obviously, as we went through, there was definitely a lot of... Um, Not necessarily from us as much, but just in the community in general. A lot of comparison of this um, season or this version of 24, the new relaunch, uh, compared to the original series. And obviously, as we mentioned, Corey Hawkins, um, uh, Eric Carter was not... Jack Bauer, and wasn't intended to be Jack Bauer, but there's a lot of comparisons that we can make between this season and the previous things. And even though they did reboot a lot of the stuff, they did a obviously a different spin on it, being able to play off of the uh, racial aspect, Um, and then a lot of the different family dynamics um, that was different than what Jack experience as far as his family dynamics and so um i think it was kind of good as far as they're bringing that familiarity uh without i don't think they overdid it and so but they were able to be able to kind of use it enough to be able to make people comfortable but but still be able to give them something good and new
1: and see that's that's what i was what i was talking about really in the in the last podcast episode that we did um yes they rebooted a lot of stuff but <clears throat> if you just look at 24 Legacy <clears throat> as its own separate entity it was not a bad TV show when you start looking at 24 Legacy in the grand scheme of the 24 universe you know from from season 1 through 9 then 24 Legacy starts to look like it wasn't really up to par. Um as like Bradley said, never intended to be Keeper Sutherland. Nobody nobody was expecting him to step in and be Jack Bauer. Nobody nobody realistically before the season even started was even anticipating that. But I thought he stepped in and filled the lead role um admirably to where in its own separate entity um a lot of stuff and made it kind of hard to look at it as its own separate entity if you look at it just separate from seasons 1 through 9 you would see the 24th Legacy it wasn't the, the best show on television this year but it wasn't the worst either it was kind of right in the middle of the pack and That's where I tried to look at 24 Legacy, even though, you know, I can't believe what they did to Tony. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I tried to look at 24 Legacy as its own separate tried to the best of my ability anyway, you know, for somebody who's watched seasons one through nine about 900 times. um, I tried to the best of my ability to not gauge it in regards to the other 24 seasons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, what about um, the not so favorite things about the about the series? And so you already alluded to Tony, and so you mentioned uh, that Tony was one of your favorite things that they brought him back. But then you're—we <laughs> we know that that you weren't exactly pleased with how they used Tony. So,
1: favorite and my least favorite
0: thing about the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and so they definitely I, I, they they were using that as bait um pretty much to try to draw in the the previous fans. And so but they severely um they, they altered his history um at least enough for us that are die fans to know. Um but as, as you mentioned, Joel, I mean, people that are new to the 24 universe, they wouldn't know any different. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, they, they definitely changed some things about Tony, and they definitely underutilized him and what he was capable of doing. And so they they have him in this role. The role that he was in, I think, would definitely be very fitting. But the things that they had him do – when when they had him on the show was was very minuscule. They could have had anybody do that.
1: I'll let Bradley take this one.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm in agreement with Tony. Um, I I was disappointed by how they eventually used him. Um, obviously the lack of real explanation, the the messing up of the timeline. Uh. <laughs> It's not great it it really wasn't great at all um and it, and if that's sort of how much they're going to underuse him and how badly they're going to use him, maybe it would have been better to just not bring him back. um I know Joel is probably very, very horrified by that thought, but um'm I'm, compl- <laughs> you <know, yeah. clears
1: throat> I'm I'm conflicted because I wanted him back you know so bad. You know, I did this whole bring back Tony campaign for three years um, to bring him back, but at the same time, I was expecting a lot more from him. Um, I mean, it was good. To, it was good to see him back. It was good to see, you know, Tony interact with some of the new characters like Rebecca, Donovan, um, Eric. I thought the I thought the fight scene between Tony and Eric was um was pretty good. It was probably the highlight of the finale. Um but I just thought that he would have a little bit of maybe a bigger role. And like we discussed in the last episode, the the role that Tony was supposed to have was supposed to be a lot bigger than the role he eventually had. Um because the role he was supposed to have, you know, involved him teaming up with Eric, which I thought, me personally, you know, as a biased podcaster, um, would have much preferred. But at the same mm. time, like I said, it was a good callback to previous seasons by having him in there. Um, obviously, it probably brought in a little, a little bit more viewership than they probably would have gotten otherwise. Um I just wasn't happy with the eventual play out of his story. Um I didn't like the uh, um Barry Allen esque messing with his timeline. <laughs> um <laughs> I did, I did his relationship with, with Sidra not being explored, like are they lovers? Are they partners? Are they you know, husband and wife, you know, what's, what's, what's going on with them? Um, you know, they were, they were teasing that, you know, Sidra was going to cause some distrust between Rebecca and Tony that we never really saw. Um, So when you, when you look at the synopsis of the characters, like the synopsis of Sidra and the synopsis of what Tony was supposed to do, you can tell how much of the story that they actually changed um, from the from when they first cast these characters. Um, and I thought that that, you know, sometimes changing the story is for the better um, because sometimes, you know, the product comes out a little bit better than what it was originally. Um, but sometimes you don't need to change what's already there. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um yeah. So I thought, you know, sometimes changing the story can actually be a detriment to the overall product. And I thought that was, that was a big case here.
2: Hmm. Well, I think one of my big concerns in the... when we were talking about before the season started was that if you bring in these old characters, you've then got to find a way to explain them to new characters, sorry, to the new viewers. You've got to find a way to integrate them that feels natural. And obviously you've got to, you've got to do by, right by them as a character for fear of alienating the old fans, but you don't want to prioritize that over telling a competent story here. So it was always going to be really difficult to balance characters. And with Tony, they started okay and very, very quickly just lost it.
0: Very quickly as in a couple minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so an episode appearance for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for me, I mean, we mentioned this before, but I mean, just overall, um, they, they they had a couple of places where they did some good character development, but overall, um, they definitely lacked in the character development, and so there was a couple of people. I mean, the probably the most development was with Eric. Um, Andy had some good development. I think they had some good development with Keith. Um, <laughs> With, with him and so we all kind of weren't so sure about him the first half but the second half we were starting to like him a lot more um, I like that choco yeah that was that was <laughs> that's probably the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, but but I mean most of the others they really didn't develop very well <laughs> um, I was definitely disappointed with Locke and his role. Um, he was Worst very, head of field very ops ever. <laughs> <laughs> he, he seemed like he was more a security member than field ops.
2: No, he survived and, through well, the season. He couldn't have been a security member.
0: That is that is true. So, but yeah, I mean, he, he definitely was not acting as a head of um of field ops. I mean, especially since he disappeared for the whole last half of the season. And so, even though they were doing a lot of field op things in the last half of the season, and so, uh, yeah, so that, that would definitely really bothered me. And then, uh, of course, Donald Sims and his—they uh, they they really had no good build up to him. They kind of introduced him a little bit, um, just a couple glimpses here or there. That um, apparently uh, Mullins reported to him in some fashion, but you didn't really get who he was or what his role was, and there was no buildup to the fact that, okay, he's got this key to this very key event that that takes place. Um, so they have very slow buildup with that, and so very little development. Um, of course, and they ended him, so there's no further development, I guess, with that role. And so, yeah, I mean, it just just really sad, and I know a lot of people were saying that well, they only had twelve seasons or twelve episodes, so they couldn't really do a whole lot of development, but I think they did better development in season one of or, or the original series of being able to try to develop some characters. I don't know, or maybe just me looking back because I'm so familiar with it now, but um but yeah, I think they could have done more um because they seemed to drag in certain areas when they didn't have to, and then they rushed past stuff um, when they didn't necessarily have to either, and so they could have developed things a little bit better. I don't know. Hmm.
2: Well, my biggest concern with, with Legacy, is contrary to what Shaw was saying a few minutes ago, that even looking at this separate from 24, I think it's mediocre at best. You know, The, the development of the villains, as I've repeated many, many times this season, was... Utterly abysmal. All of them were so bad, um, which is a very poor starting point. There were plot holes to go around. You know, every single episode was filled with them. There are characters that went missing for long stretches of time. Um, You know, we talk about you talk about the chokehold that uh, Mullins did in the penultimate episode. Great fun, but then the guy just disappeared in the finale. Then we had the time jump, and he what happened to him who knows um it it was just somewhere maybe maybe (laughs) um but but yeah it it just fell short as i think i think as a tv show it's it's certainly not the worst thing that's aired in 2017 but it's uh, it's really very middling to low and i think when you compare it to 24 obviously when you think about all of the plots that were recycled, so the fact that we knew uh, Bin Khalid was going to be alive because, oh look, it's Victor Drazen all over again. Um, all, of the, all of this stuff that's just, okay, we've seen this before on 24. We know how it plays out. So when it does actually play out, we're not surprised. And obviously new viewers are not going to have that, so they'll think better of it, but it just felt lazy for the whole season. And you talk about developing characters and, and you remembering it better in season one. I think what's really struck me about thinking about 24 Legacy and thinking about Season 1. Obviously, initially they only had 13 episodes in Season 1. They picked it up for a full 24. So the end point was originally going to be that 13th hour where Jack rescues Terry and Kim from from Ira Gaines and CTU mm-hmm. comes down and all, all is well with the world. Um, obviously there would have been so much of the story unexplored if that had been the end of it. But it had conclusion and I think it made a sense the story. And what it's really important about that, is that that was 13 hours of, right, Jack's family's been... T- um, these guys want to take out Palmer. Jack's family's been targeted by extension. He needs to go and get them back. And that was minute one to, minute th- to the end of the 13th hour. With Legacy, it was it had that thing that Seasons 4 and 5 and onwards had, where they're trying to juggle 10 things at a time, and then throwing more and more and more and more onto the pile until... I I don't know, maybe the goal is to just sort of inundate you with story and content just to maybe try and mask problems? I don't know. It just felt like rather than trying to go back to its roots, and and, and to a degree it was trying to go back to its roots, it instead went, okay, let's reboot, but let's reboot in the way that the show became by the end of its run rather than think, look, this is why it worked in season one. This is why people started to like it. Let's try and do something similar to that. And I, and I think that's the big... he had from the beginning, is that it was always going to try and do too much stuff because that's what 24 became. And so that's what they're used to. And it didn't work.
1: Um, I think that... You know, first of all, the Donald Sims character. Just him, first of all. The Donald Sims character would have been a great main villain had they introduced him as the villain so 5 or 6 see back back in live another day they brought chang back the last what two three episodes because we already knew who chang was so we knew as mm-hmm. soon as he as soon as he appeared on the screen we knew okay he's the main villain for the rest of the season. We automatically knew that for a character like Donald Sims, a character that nobody's familiar with, even, even the people, you know, that just watched this, that this is the first season of 24. They watch Donald Sims before. Mm Average 24 viewers have never seen Donald Sims before. So to try to introduce him as the, the big bad, in other words, the last two episodes of the season was very ill-conceived because, of it, because a villain like that who nobody's familiar with, who we don't know, you have to establish him and his motives way earlier in the season than they did. If they would have established his motives in like C- episode five or six, and then just had him gradually put his pieces in place over the last five or six episodes, I think it would have turned out a lot better, um, than what we eventually got, mm-hmm. um, because he was not really enough. Like we saw him in bits and pieces, you know, when Mullins was talking to him, but we never really—I didn't know what his name was until the last three episodes.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't actually say what his name was until they decided to reveal him as a villain, which says all you need to know really
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and actually, a thought I had too is i mean they they yeah definitely try to introduce him earlier to um to, to give him a little bit more time for development and to be able to reveal a little bit more about who he is but another thing they could have done is um if there was more of a connection to Eric. Um, because really, the only history between Donald Sims and the other characters that we saw was some sort of professional relationship between him and Mullins, and um, apparently they they knew a little bit with um Rebecca and john but but that was it, and so I think if there was a stronger connection between Donald Sims and Eric Carter, uh that would have even in a shorter time frame that would have been able to play. A lot more on on what was going on than than, than what was showing there.
1: I I think, I think like even even little subtle you know developmental storylines would have been better. Like the first time that we saw Sims when he was talking to Mullins, you know, as soon as the camera cut, you know, if they would have shown Donald Sims and then the camera would have panned out. And, you know, you would have seen Naziri sitting next to him. You know, just little subtle things like that would have given a hint, at least, that, okay, this guy is not as good as he ought to be.
0: All right. So one of the things I wanted to make sure to hit on is uh, we always like predicting. We always like trying to figure out what could happen and what our desires would be. And so, obviously, with 24 – Um, Fox not knowing yet if they're going to reboot or continue or whatever Um, obviously we don't know what's going to happen as far as that and when it's going to happen because obviously the longer it takes before it happens I can change what events and whatever that they would try to do but maybe we can try to kind of throw out some of the things that we predict they may do or maybe even the things that we would like to see done um and go from there. And so I think we may have lost Joel, so if he comes back he can jump on in. But did you want to start, Bradley?
2: Well I think the big I... thing that they I think the big thing that they'll probably do um if we do get a, another season is explore the conflict within John. Obviously that's something producers talked about after the finale was that um his dilemma over the fact that Sims killed himself And obviously this whole thing with Rebecca having died, but also her having essentially been a war criminal uh, for what she did before uh, leaving CTU. I think that's going to hang over his head a lot and it's going to impact a lot of his decisions as president, which I assume that he will, he will win. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of the core of the season. I think on the side of Eric, you're going to see a lot more of him. Obviously him and Nicole are going to be probably more stable Uh, He'll be working at CTU. It'll be very sort of, it'll be sort of season three Jack, just without the heroine and with a wife. I think it'll be very, he's, he's in command, he's got a position, he knows what the game is basically, he knows what the score is, and he just gets on with it. And I think obviously there'll be some sort of conflict that makes that difficult for him, but it'll be sort of status quo for him to come back to. Mm -hmm. We have Joel back.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Joel, we moved on to predictions now. So um, I don't know if you caught all of what Bradley said, but did you have anything to add? Maybe. Maybe we don't have Joel. (laughs) We almost had Joel back.
2: (laughs) We saw him. We saw him, but we didn't have no. We didn't have any audio.
0: I guess Tony jumped out of the van and covered his head and (laughs) drug him off. All right. So, so yeah, so I I agree that I think that would probably be a good way for them to be able to go, to be able to try to move the story forward. And so um, I almost wonder if um, they, they could also bring back Lewis um, because he was one of them that just kind of disappeared, but he was one that was very instrumental between, Uh, trying to contact the terrorists and so maybe he could come back and start to cause some trouble for John in his presidency saying yeah okay all these other people are gone and don't know what happened but I know what happened and I'm going to come forward with this unless you do blank Um, so I could see that potentially coming back that way they kind of tie in a little bit of season one with season two it um, caused a little bit of extra drama. I don't know if that would be a, a main drive, um, a main plot, but I can see that being a subplot at least. And then um, probably something I would just like to see is um, I, I still would like to see some kind of conclusion to Jack's story, but I don't know if that would need to happen within a regular season Um, I know they've talked before about doing some sort of movie or maybe they can even just do a mini series um, or, or whatever a uh, a TV movie type of thing or whatever. And so kind of like they did with um, redemption. Um, And so to be able to have some kind of movie or maybe like a three or four episode mini series to where they can, they, they can do something whether they rescue Jack or, whatever they want to do to be able to at least bring some kind of conclusion to that story. Um, And if they want to incorporate Eric into it, uh, to have him play some kind of role in rescuing or whatever, um, then that can work as well. Um, That can work as a way to be able to tie both fandoms together. Um, And then also be able to get that official baton pass because um, I think that's one thing some of us are, are, are missing. would, would like to see. Um, and so um, I don't know, maybe that's just me.
1: Um, and th- th- I've, I've been having this bottled up inside for the last three or four weeks now. Um, there's really 24 is, is, hindered by is by Jack Bauer. Um <clears throat> Keeper Sutherland did great as Jack Bauer through nine seasons. He was he revolutionized, you know. Um and I thought he was a very iconic character. But what happened in season eight and then eventually in season nine, what he did was they left his story open, and that has, has hindered the development of 24. So, What I think needs to be done, if they want to officially move on from Jack Bauer and officially Carter as the guy um, for the future of 24, is they have to continue Jack's story for one more season, bring Tony in, have Tony and Jack share the the TV screens one final time, because everybody knows that, that's what, that if Tony would have died without having that final screen time with Jack, I would have retired from 24. <laughs> but <laughs> so have, have, have them share the screen one final time, save Jack from Russia, and you do one of two things. Either you kill Jack Bauer, or you have Jack in the season with Kim, with their, with Kim's children, or whatever, and the season ends with Jack living happily ever after with his family, with with Kim, you know, the whole nine yards to where you know that story is done. Ed,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or he's with Kim. <clears throat> One of those two things has to happen for for everybody to realize that okay, we have officially moved on from Jap Bauer. And you can have Jack pass the torch to Eric Carter or or say that, you know, he believes CTU's in good hands with Eric Carter, you know. The little a little nod here and there but by you continue, by you continuously ending every season with a cliffhanger and Jack's story, you are hindering any kind of development of 24 without Jack Bauer. Because every time 24 comes back on the air, a resolution to the cliffhanger that you just left.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think a a third um, optional whatever finale for Jack could be um you mentioned about him dying or him basically kind of living in peace there could have been there could be even a middle ground but still give some resolution to where maybe they like kind of revive the the season four finale to where they fake his death um and then he's able to kind of go off but maybe this time that that maybe his maybe kim is able to know and all that kind of stuff. That way there's not the family un- not knowing what's going on or whatever. So I mean that could be another way and then he can kinda live off by himself in seclusion or whatever, or just kinda assume another identity. Um so I mean, that that could be another another thing. And so I mean just, just something to be able to kinda leave it. I mean just leaving him in Russia doesn't seem like a good good way to leave it and especially if you look at um the, the the rest of the events that happened when he was when he turned himself over is there was kind of a, a look in Belcheck's eye that okay there's a plan so, so some kind of plan or something that that Jack and Belcheck kind of got in motion or something like that to be able to do something um at least that's the kind of the feeling that I got. And so, um, I don't know. I mean, they they could play off of that, that kind of thing as well. Um, but yeah, I think it would be good because like you said, uh, the whole Jack Bauer thing, I think is holding back the 24 franchise as a whole, because though, uh, Kiefer Southern has said, and other people have said that the main character is not Jack Bauer. The main character is the 24 real time format. Um, but, in reality, um, when people think of twenty four they think of Jack Bauer, and so to be able to put that to rest and to be able to be able to make it to be the twenty four hour format uh, or the real time format, then you need to be able to bring that closing to jack, um, be able to hand it over to Eric, and then, if they want to go forward and be able to have something that lasts another couple decades or whatever because i mean you can look at other franchises you got star wars you got star trek um other other franchises like that that they've gone and they've transitioned into different generations um and 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 so to be able to do that though you have to be able to make the main character not the main character and so introduce other people and then slowly rotate them Out and be able to kind of move through. I don't know. That's kind of what's going through my head, at least.
2: Maybe one of two solutions. Either maybe you could have a TV screen in the background with a news report of the fact that Jack Bell died in prison in Russia. (laughs) Permanent way to kill him off. (laughs) I would quit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln, you'll miss it. Coverage Um, or. (laughs) You start season two, you have, you have the first sort of 15 minutes before the, the clock of Eric and Tony being recruited to go and rescue Jack, and then you time jump at the start, and then the rest of the season is them trying to rescue Jack out of Russia. Kind of like Prison Break, which, incidentally, is terrible. <laughs>
0: uh, I I can say can I haven't have have have, watched can, Prison Break, but... <laughs> we can have... We can, we can, we can
2: <laughs> 24 can, Legacy have, is the is the best old show to be rebooted on Fox in 2017.
1: <laughs> hey we can we can, have, we can have Tony go rescue Jack from prison and have Jack lean on the lean on the screen and say you know he doesn't
2: know who Tony is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Did you. I shoot you in the hand once? Who <laughs> was the leg Did or you... Did you did you strap a bomb
1: to my chest one time?
2: <laughs> no, that wasn't Didn't me. He die twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, with, with the way the with the way the characters are, I'm not sure how believable it would be to have Tony recruited to go save Jack. Um. I don't know. I mean, it could. They, they would have to have some strong, compelling background between the end of season seven and the start of that, to where Tony would would have gotten over his ill feelings of Jack turning him in. Um, and so I mean, I mean, it's definitely possible, but there would definitely well, have to be some story to be able to fill fill that to be able to fill that gap. I I think it is possible to be able to do that, but.
1: Well, I mean, we've we've already seen that you know they have no they have no problem rebooting Tony's timeline. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it is possible for them to come up with a story, but realistically speaking, I think the the ill feelings came more toward more from Jack's perspective, Tony's. Because if you if you look if you look at the whole grand scheme of things, Tony Tony sacrificed Jack to kill Alan Wilson. He said that, I'm sorry it has to be you, but they won't let me, I forget how many feet he said, of Alan Wilson. So it's, it, it was like Tony didn't want to sacrifice Jack, but he knew that Mitch was to get to Alan Wilson for that to happen. Um. Now, of course, you know, Tony's going to have to get over the whole shooting of the hand thing. <laughs> but, but I think that, you know, he, he was more towards, especially if Tony has been paying attention to what jet has gone through mm-hmm. since season seven, um, he will probably be more receptive of a reunion of sorts. Um, because we saw Tony in, in Legacy, not be, he he wasn't necessarily the Tony of Season 7. He didn't have that look of vengeance in his eyes. He didn't have that look of um, being defeated that he had following Michelle's death. Um, So I think in the the time between Season 7 and 24 Legacy, he's kind of, you know, he's still feeling it. Kind of like Jack still feels about Terry's death. But he's moved on to the point to where he's not letting it define him anymore Um, because everybody involved in that conspiracy is either dead or in prison Um, and he's he's moved on to whatever it is that he's doing (laughs) so I think that I think it would be more towards if they save Jack having Jack come to grips with the fact that Tony's a part of that mission Tony um, being able to go and rescue Jack because of their past, because they they have a, a checkered past, but it's more good than bad. But I think it would be harder for Jack to get over the fact that Tony strapped a to bomb to his chest <laughs> than Tony than it would be Tony to get over the fact that Jack shot him in the hand because that's what he had to do.
0: Maybe, yeah, I can see that. Mm. yeah i don't know so i mean they're they're, they're, if they if they were to go that route they would definitely have to have some good story though to be able to make that believable because if if they're gonna if they're gonna do something to the rescue jack they have to they have to uh honor the the history that's already been laid out um and so, because I, I I can understand a little bit more with Legacy, okay, they're trying to start something different, and so they kind of reboot the timeline a little bit, uh, adjust for it, kind of like they did with Star Trek the last couple years, um, kind of changed the timeline a little bit, and they gave a, a good reason for it, that there was a, something that, uh, whatever, anyway, we're not getting into Star Trek, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they, they actually gave gave a reason for it, so, I mean, therefore, events played out a little bit differently than they 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 would have normally but um, but anyway so they would have to they would have to honor the um, the history of that and I think they would have to come up with a good story though because I think both Jack and Tony I think they want to help each other they want to be friends and be able to work together um, but they each have um, a chip on their shoulder if you will to to be able to get over and so I don't know, so, but either way, I think they need to bring some kind of finality to Jack's character and and then be able to be able to work in the future seasons to be able to make it possible and uh probable t- for Eric Carter then to be able to pass the baton to somebody else. Um, And so maybe have Eric Carter be the the main character for a couple seasons. And while he is the main character, have some secondary characters that are kind of growing on the audience to where they end up taking over as Eric Carter moves on. And then they become the main character. And then another set of secondary characters starts to grow, that type of thing. And so they can be able to basically have... Say again?
1: I said, and then 24 never dies. Let's just continue for the
0: yes. next 50 years. There you go. That, that's what they call it. Instead of legacy, they can call it 24 never dies. And then, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, because cause, I mean, basically, you can have indefinite, um, <laughs> an, an indefinite number of seasons because you're not depending on a certain character. Um, you're, you're being able to follow a story. And even as the, as the seasons go, the story can shift as the focus on the specific characters and so but it can still flow and so i don't know if that's just an idea of what they could do going forward now whether they will i don't know mm-hmm. and another idea i had um as to what they could potentially do is maybe go the route that other tv shows have gone and go to netflix and instead of trying to boot it on on the national um, regular TV uh, route, go to go to just uh, do a Netflix series. And so they just go ahead and do do all the episodes and just release them in bulk on Netflix, and go that route. I mean, most of the people prefer to watch the episodes in bulk anyway. Hmm. The only downfall of going that route is that they don't get fan feedback as the season goes on to where they can make adjustments so that they can I, make make Joel more mad.
1: I don't think, think they always make
0: Joel more mad. <laughs> like, can't, I can't believe that, what yeah. they
1: did Tony.
2: <laughs> yeah. my, anyway. my big question, My big question, right, is... If you don't think about the fact that they might you know, ignore the idea that they could do something with Jack and think that a season two of 24-legers would be Eric and uh, Nicole and his brother and Andy and all of these guys that we've come to know in season one. And maybe Tony, but think for a minute without Tony. How much do you want to see another season? How desperate are you for to see another season? Because me personally... I wouldn't object to another season. I would watch it. I'd probably write about it. But if this is it, I'm I'm not going to start a Twitter protest. I'm not going to start a Twitter hashtag of hashtag bring back legacy um, as a certain podcaster did about a certain character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, me, I, I, I would like to see another season. Um and so, because because I do love Twenty Four, and so it's been my favorite show for whatever it is, twelve years since I first got introduced to it, and and so I, I would like to be able to see where it goes, um, because I've seen a lot of stuff where the first season was kind of shaky, uh, but then they they really started to get a grasp of where they were going and what they were doing and they were able to get stronger. And so I, I I think that they could be able to do that coming back into season two. And if they're able to come back and really start to have some strong character development and have good consistent storylines that make sense um, like they've done in previous seasons, um, then I, I could definitely see that. But I mean, if they, if they continue, if they do what they did in season one, um i can see maybe i'm kind of kind of put it off put it on hold and say okay i'm not too worried about what they're doing in the future of 24 i don't know but
2: hmm. yeah, my uh, biggest uh, concern uh, is that obviously with the name legacy the the more they do it and the more that they do the show and the more they do it like this the more it wrecks the legacy of the show cuz <sighs> The last couple, if you think about it chronologically, the last few seasons have not been their best. And I, okay, the more we do, the more the reputation of the show is lowered. And the more you tend to forget the brilliance of the first five seasons.
1: I, I think, and, this, and this, is my, this is my opinion on it um, number one, I'll live another day. Ever since they dropped the season order from twenty-four to twelve episodes, I've always thought that this would be better as a Netflix series. Because this just screams of a Netflix original type series. Um and but first of all, there will be a twenty-four legacy season too. I'm just throwing that out there because twenty-four because Fox Dana Walden and Gary Newman 24 is like an addiction for them. Okay. (laughs) They love the show. They love the series. Um, It's just like X files. They're always going to be, it may not be in the fall. It may be next year or 2019, but there will be a 24, another 24 like an addiction for Fox. They may, it may be a limited series kinda like prison break and S Files, um, which S Files is coming back next year. So I think they may wait a year, but there will be another season of twenty-four. Just can't not have twenty-four <laughs> on their on their television screens at one point or another. So I think there will be a twenty four season two. Two. Um, and as far as you know what I was reading from what Manny has planned for season two. It sounds a lot better than season one. But then again, what I, what I thought was planned for season one was a lot better than what we eventually got. (laughs) So I think, I think that if they stick to the script of what they had planned for season two, um, as far as Tony having a bigger role, um, Eric's role at CTU, you know, things like that, if they stick to the script, then 24 Legacy Season 2 will be a lot better than Season 1. I've seen with, with Manny and Evan and Howard Gordon, they very rarely stick to the script. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's important, whether it's saving Jack in Russia, or whether it's having Eric first full season as half CTU field ops. Um, hopefully like is dead by then. <laughs> um, and whatever the case may be they need to stick to it because as we see as we've seen in 24 the more they change the script the worse the show gets so i think they need to figure out a plan for what they want season 2 to go and then stick with it because as soon as they start making changes like okay this would have been better or this would have been better or this 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 the show's going to turn out worse than they original they had planned it to be. Because if they would have stuck the script for season one, it would have been a lot more entertaining than what we got. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Alright, as we wrap up, did you guys have any other things to add? I can't believe what they did to Tony. You already said that, so it doesn't count.
2: Oh, no, about a hundred <laughs> <about 100> times. <laughs>
1: I can't believe what they did not do with Tony. How about that?
0: I can't believe what they did to Grimes. No. (laughs) (laughs) no, I forgot about him. Uh, So so anyway, so hopefully they they, they do right by the 24 history um, moving forward. And so sticking to history that's already been developed instead of changing history. And so, I don't know. I'm
1: just waiting for the book. Because, you know, after every season of 24, so I'm just waiting to see
0: how the book changes. Actually, there is a comic book, a comic series. Um, I think it may have already started, like, a five-series, five-episode five, series, five, five episode comic series. Um, called Twenty Four Legacy Rules of Engagement, oh. and so kind of a prequel to Legacy. If so. they kill
1: Jack, if they kill Jack in the comic books, I'm officially done with Twenty Four.
0: <laughs> they kill, <laughs> that, they
2: kill Jack in the comic books on a TV screen in the background of one of the panels. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. But.
2: All right, what cool. amazing what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Brad, Brad, Bradley just wants to see my reaction if it happens. That's the only reason he wants it to happen.
2: yeah they kill. <laughs> really they kill Tony in the background of one of the panels on a TV screen in the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Have Tony be the like... one that shoots Jack
2: in the head. <laughs> Then killed himself. It's a murder-suicide. There you
1: go. <laughs> Bradley, Bradley wants me to go off the deep end. That's what that is.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent stuff. Alright, well, thank you guys for coming back to be able to kind of wrap up this season. And as far as the future of this podcast, I guess we'll depend on the future of the season itself, the series. And so we will definitely stay in touch um with you the fan and we will uh we will definitely try to keep our ears out to keep you posted on news as we hear it so with that we're gonna go ahead and sign off and we will talk to y'all later